Good morning, or at least it's morning here. I have a, something that's been on my heart. I'm really uh, anxious about sharing this truth with you. Many, many years ago, uh, I, uh, I was drafted in the Army, and then in the Army, I was sent down to Texas, uh, which is... Uh, I don't know if it's a foreign country or not, <laughs> but it was foreign, or foreign for me from uh, Los Angeles. And I was El Paso, Texas in the army and we're on the, a lot of our training was done on the desert. Well, what is interesting is that we would have to be guards and they would drive us out at night <clears throat> We would guard for, I think, three-hour shifts way out in the desert to and drop us off at different places, and we had a post, and uh, we were to walk there, and I know I was guarding a munitions area, and they said a lot of people would try to steal, and so don't, uh, not for me not to be surprised if uh, people try to make their way out there to steal guns or ammunition or whatever. Well, you would yell on your post, name your post and yell, and it was voice distance from another post, and they would yell your post, and it would go across the desert till they got to the headquarters, and then they would send group out to help you defend uh, what you were guarding. And uh, it was not one of my favorite things because it was always at night, and you can have a wonderful imagination in the dark <laughs> of people creeping around, going to steal your stuff. Well, it's interesting in Ezekiel when uh, there we talk, they talk about this city that was built with a wall of protection around it, but there were men on the wall, and they were called watchmen on the walls. And they were to be looking to see if the enemy was coming. And if the enemy was coming, their job was to alarm the city. And uh, when I went to Dr. McGee's church, there was a group of men uh, that called themselves watchmen on the walls. And they were men of prayer, and they would pray over the issues that were happening and, and trying to alert the church of what was happening. Well, we need some watchmen on the walls today that can see the, uh, what's approaching on our nation, what's approaching in our cities, and so on, and would send a warning. I, I think... Even though as a pastor, I look at now, I think maybe pastors are to be the watchmen on the walls to war the congregation of that which is coming that could devour them or destroy them or weaken their position. Um, and so these men were men of prayer. And I want to share with you some ideas on prayer. Now, years ago... I wrote a 
or gathered material for a uh, hundred and sixty some page notebook on prayer. Well, I don't think you'd want me to give you a hundred and sixty page notebook on prayer if you've never prayed. So what I thought we ought to do is get back to what is a basic prayer. What is something all of us can do? And what's basic? When, if you're going to cut all the uh, excesses in prayer, cut them off, what is left? What is basic? So we can call the nation and believers back to praying because today we're in great need of intercessors that will pray for our nation and pray for us. And as I was studying and all the studying I've done on prayer, I found a verse that somehow didn't ever jump out at me and it's really jumped out at me. So I'm gonna have it jump out at you. Uh, and the verse is in Psalms 116 verses one and two. These are wonderful promises uh, of God uh, for prayer. And verse one, um, you know, is about, I love the Lord. Because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy. So I have a, a promise here that the Lord hears my voice. And there's something more than that, something that really grabbed me. I never saw it before. And now every time I pray, I visualize this, I see this. And I want you to get this. Uh, if you have it, I'm reading from the uh, uh, modern translation. But if you even go back to the King James or the New King James, and if they're notes, you will find that what I'm going to say will be in the notes as they explain the Hebrew word. But let me give you these Verses one and two again, and I want you to grab a hold of this because I visualize this every time I pray. Now, I love the Lord because he's heard my voice. Why do I want to pray? I want to pray because I know I can say God hears me. So I'm not just talking to the wall. I'm not just speaking to myself. But the Lord hears me. And he hears my prayer for mercy. Now, verse two is the verse I want you to grab a hold of and don't ever let go of it. Because he, that is God, bends down to listen. And I will pray as long as I have breath. I never saw that, that prayer, my prayer is so important to God that he bends down to listen to me. That's beautiful. You know, I was thinking about my kids, they'd sit in my lap and they'd be talking to me and stuff and I'd bend over. 
because I was so, it was a wonderful time having that time talking with them. I bend over to listen. That shows intent, shows love. It shows that what they're saying is important. So I want you to visualize that. Every time you pray, God bends over to hear your prayer. That's why you should pray. It's important to God. It should be very important to you. So I'm just giving you three simple basics of praying and calling upon you. If you've never got serious about prayer, you would take these three simple facts and they would motivate you to begin to pray out for our nation, which is a desperately need of prayer. So the one is prayer is so important to God that when I pray, he bends over to listen. Remember that point, number one. Point two is found in Matthew 6, 5 through 8. Let me go there. Why? You know, why should I pray? Matthew 6, 5 through 8 is Jesus was teaching on prayer. And it was interesting because the disciples asked him. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. And so the Lord said, when you pray, don't be like the heathens who love to pray publicly in street corners and in the synagogues uh, where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth that all their reward they will ever get is the reward of people seeing them. But he said, you be different. But when you pray and when I pray, he tells us, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. So he's saying prayer can be uh, a private thing and not showing off. And the interesting thing also that he said there, because he was talking to the believers, he said, when you pray, not if you pray. So catch that. God assumes that if you're a child of God, if you're a Christian, that you are going to talk to him. In a family, when family members refuse to talk to family members, they're out of fellowship. Don't be out of fellowship with God. Be in fellowship with God. God expects you to pray. And I think that's, there's not a lot of things in scripture that says God expects you. But he expects you to pray. So that's the second point in praying, of the three points I want to share with you. And then what promise could I give you? And there are so many promises as I was looking in scripture, what are promises uh, 
that you could just get one. If, if you get these three points and begin to pray, I've achieved why God has still left me around and to give this message to you. Because there are a lot of us who grew up in the old days where prayer was, a lot of prayer was done at church. A lot of, you were called to pray a lot. And then somehow it just kind of faded away. And we need to have a revival of prayer in America. Now, let me give you a, a good verse uh, as a promise in your praying. And that is in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. It says, when you pray, he says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. That's a wonderful promise. Everyone who seeks will find another wonderful promise. And everyone who knocks, the door will be open unto you. Before I came here, I got a call on my phone from someone in the United States that was in desperate, desperate need of prayer. And because I knew I had to come, I didn't have the time uh, to talk to this person and really kind of walk him through that this sad situation that he's walking through. But the one thing I could do, and I told him that after I get through here, when I get home, I will talk to him and pray with him. But I was able to at least have some time before we left to come here to pray uh, with him for the situation that is just annihilating him. But here's a wonderful problem. Keep asking, keep knocking, and keep seeking. Or keep seeking and the keep uh, <clears throat> knocking. So the Lord has told us to keep praying. Keep on praying. Don't give up praying. Uh, as our nation is going through this very, very dark time, we need many people that will grab a hold of these truths and keep praying and keep praying and to stand against this onslaught of darkness that's coming into our town. Um, as I was preparing this short little message, uh, I happened to look across the page in the Bible that I haven't, I, I read this Bible through a long time ago and I, uh, wrote something on the top of the page. Um, and I, I read it and I thought, this is really good. The Lord had spoken to me many years ago because I haven't used this Bible in a long time. It says, I wrote on the top of the Bible, if you are willing, I am willing, is 
a prayer of faith. You know, if you are willing and I'm willing, that's a prayer of faith. I know you can if you choose to do so. And I'm willing for your will. Lord, I'm willing for your will. I don't want to see our nation go down further because I am not willing to pray. I'm not willing to see and to keep on praying. I'd like to end this. This is short, and I wanted it to be short because I don't want to complicate it. There's nothing complicated at all about this prayer request. It's as basic as you can get. God bends down to hear when you talk. And I visualize a father bending down to hear his child when he's talking to him. And, and secondly, God assumes that since you're a child of God, you will be praying. That's an assumption. Christians ought to be praying. And then the third thing is the three things, seek, knock, and find. And God will bless you. It's interesting. Someone said years ago, when you pray, prayer does not often change God in that sense of changing God, but it changes you. And one of the beautiful pictures of that in the Old Testament was Moses. Moses went up the mountain to meet with God, and he spent time with God. And he spoke to God, and God spoke to him. And when he came down from the mountain, people knew that he had been meeting with God because the glory of God was on his countenance. Remember, Moses had to put a veil over his face when he talked to people because the glow of God was on his countenance. And then when the people left, he could take the veil <laughs> off, and, off and just uh, rejoice in God. But I can tell you, beloved, if you are willing to give time to God and to cry out for our nation and cry out for your family that are in this nation, um, we raised our children, and it wasn't easy to raise children. But I'll tell you, it was a lot easier than today. Uh, I'm glad I'm old. I would really struggle, I guess, because I knew what it used to be like to know what it is like now. And someone said, isn't it interesting? The reason, I forget some big famous speakers said, the reason... Our country is in deep, deep trouble is the young people have no character. Pray. Pray that there would be revival of developing the character of Christ in our children. If prayer is not important to you, it will not be important to your children. 
And if prayer is not important to you and important to your children, it may not be important to your church. So we're calling people, don't wait for a big prayer movement to happen. You be the movement. You cry out to God. And remember when you pray, and I can't think of anything more sweet and wonderful, is when I pray, God is bending over. And he's listening to every word I'm saying. And he's the God that can answer prayer. God, if you're will, I'm willing. Father, I thank you. I pray that this plea for people to rise, not only to rise up, but to fall on their knees. And to sit in your presence and share their hearts and share the struggles of our nation as we see darkness creeping across the land and how tragic it is. And believers, many of them not caring, not caring enough to spend time in prayer. Father, we ask that you would send a prayer revival we're so grateful for the march that took place in the Capitol where people came to pray. That Lord, we pray that that call to prayer will just echo across the nation, that churches would begin to emphasize uh, of calling out to you and asking you to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. So Lord, we thank you that you can. And Lord, that we pray that there'll be many watchmen on the walls that will cry out to you against the flood of the enemy coming into our land and to stand against it. In that darkness to Send that darkness back where it's coming from. In Jesus' name, we ask that. Amen.